my name lends to being called out at times um, since it's to sue. Uh, oh, they call you by last name. Yeah, sometimes they'll call you by last name or counselor. And it's but they all like in law school, I always got called on. Because everyone's like, oh, DeSue. You know? Yeah, DeSue's nice. It's fun. It's fun to say. DeSue. Yeah. Take two, DeSue. Um, and DeSue, you know, because we're going to DeSue you. Exactly. Right. right. I just, I'm just now putting that together. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Armando LaDuke, producer, film actor, and owner of LaDuke Entertainment. I've chosen a life off the beaten path and wanted to find others that are doing the same. Spaghetti on the Wall is a show based on all of the years that I've thrown spaghetti on the wall and nurtured what's stuck. We will share fun stories, ideas, tips, tricks, and more. Welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall. Oh my goodness. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall, ladies and gentlemen. We have Christine DeSue right here in New Orleans, Louisiana, and she is a family law attorney. So we're going to get deep into um, what that means and how it's... uh, how how the inner workings of a family law attorney uh, work. So welcome to the show. This is your first podcast. It is. I'm happy to be here. Thank That's, you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dive in. Where are you from? Where do you live now? Kind of tell me your backstory a little bit. Originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am a transplant to New Orleans. My uh, father moved around, worked for an oil company. So I ended up over here for college and I call New Orleans home now. Where'd you go to college? Over at Tulane and then uh, Loyola for law school. Nice. Okay, cool. So why family law? That's an interesting story. That is kind of what developed from my own personal experience. Unfortunately, I was working with a law firm that handled family law. I was working in a different division and ended up going through a divorce myself. Learned a lot more than I ever wanted to know and then started helping others in the same situation. Mm, Yeah, I mean... I would imagine having to deal with that on like a daily basis would would be kind of tough, huh? It is. It's and honestly, it's emotional work no yeah. matter what. You know, like especially you're like therapist, when you have kids involved. You're... Definitely. Counselor takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> yeah. So I like to have a team of professionals that assist in those situations when you have high conflict cases. So what do you do to like release some of this stress that like they're, they're, you know, they're kind of putting on you. It, and that's really important too. My whole job is stress. And from, you know, the time that you wake up, there's no boundaries in family law. You're going to get texts and phone calls at all hours of the day and night. Mm. So you have to learn to unplug. I spend a lot of time with my son. He's athletic into sports. We go to a lot of sporting events and I just try to let off steam. How old is your son? (laughs) He's 12. Nice. Okay. And so, you let off steam. Do you, you know, what, what are the, some of the, some of the stress relieving activities that, that you're involved in? I know you said sports. What are some other things that you do to like, you know, kind of decompress? Yeah. That honestly, like my number one thing is seeing him play. That's the what does he play? highlight. He's a basketball player. Oh, he's cool. playing flag football too right now. So just going to the games and is he tall? cheering. He is. He's okay, a, cool. <laughs> almost six foot. We're getting there at 12 years old. He's almost six foot. <laughs> yeah, he's like 12? five, 10 and a half right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And what is he? So, so what position? He, well, and it does depend on the height, his height, mm. whenever, with whatever age group he's with. Oh, so I'm he sure. can be a center, you know, he can be a shooting guard, he can be a small forward. It just depends. Right on. But that's the highlight 
of my life. I spend a lot of time in gyms. <laughs> so you, so you start, so you're doing family law now, but before that you were telling me, um, before the podcast, uh, we were finding out that you were in like class action suits, uh, suits like yes. Aaron Brockovich style. Yes. Did you play the Aaron Brockovich character? Was that like, is, was that your part I was, in it? That was me. I was right there. I lived in the office 24 seven weekends, overnights, even sometimes. Um, I worked on the tobacco litigation with a group of Louisiana attorneys that were phenomenal. And that, that was definitely a, a highlight to be able to serve the citizens of Louisiana and win a cessation program for them. Can I ask you a personal question? Were you, so you, when you were doing that work, were you married at the time? Yes. Was it, was that part of the issue? It did take think? a toll. Yeah. We were trying to have a family. We were struggling and that time away from the family unit definitely hurt. Yeah. What is, what does your ex-husband do? He was a paralegal. <laughs> oh, wow. For the same yeah, firm? We, we, yeah. We were working on the same litigation. Um, so, but, and, and that worked. I mean, you know, he understood the demands of the job. But at some point, you know, when you hit those speed bumps in a marriage, sometimes it's just hard to overcome. And, you know, sure. we, we hit that speed bump, unfortunately. So let me ask you this. When somebody comes to you and, and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to have a divorce. What's, what's like some of the first things that, that you're, what are the questions that you're asking them before, you know, before you take them on as a client? Yeah, we definitely sit down and talk about if you're ready to take that step. One of the most important things, like, because... Uh, Things happen, maybe you do want to try some counseling. And before you actually file, the filing changes everything. So if there's any chance that you're going to reconcile, it's better to try to do that before you file. Once you file, it's harder for people. They get invested. It becomes adversarial by nature. And it's just harder to take that step back. Mm. But I really associate divorces, it's a grieving process. You go through the five stages of grief. And at some point, everyone will turn and say before they get divorced, do you really want to do this? And by then, it's already too late. Someone has crossed the bridge to the other side and you can't look back. So mm. we always explore that first. I have had people reconcile and that are still married today. It does happen. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll look at all of those angles before we actually file. That is that is good news. What's the percentage though? What's it's that's a low percentage. Yeah, it's probably like ten percent. <laughs> so it's pretty much like, all right, come on, like this is you know, it's it's, it's time. You yeah, know, the, the, and, and sometimes you find out this is more involved than what you thought it would be. And I'd hate to say it, sometimes it is easier to stay together than it is to get divorced. It just depends on the, your situation. Sure, sure. Wow. Um, so. I have a job that's more like, I guess, fun. You know what I mean? So it's not, you know, so, and, and stress just comes with my job inherently as a business owner, you know, and, and just all the inner workings of how to, you know, produce a show and produce projects and things like that. I'm still trying to figure out how to decompress on just doing my job, which doesn't have all of the other things that like, you know, just like this negative energy that like comes along with it. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to decompress and like figure out how to like have that, have that balance where I'm not stressing out, you know, every day. How, how, how are you dealing with this? I don't do a good job. I'll be the first to tell yeah. you. All right. 
Because <laughs> I, I do, I mean, I, I want to do the best for my clients. Um, you know, I am a 24-7 kind of person. So I wake up at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night and I'm thinking about a case and how I'm going to help somebody. Mm. And so it is, I have to make a concerted effort to put the phone down, take a break, uh, watch you know, a, a funny show. What you watching? You know, um, I, I watched the Comiskey Method. Oh, that's I great. I love that show. Oh, that yeah. was good. Yeah. And I will do that. Like, I'll just take some time and stream something, go spend time with friends, family, and just have a good time and try to, you know, get out of the work environment for a little bit. So are you liking, so, so you like the comedies? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, same. You and like I, horror I, movies? No. No. Yeah, horror is not. I, I will try, like, I'm trying to get into the squid game right now. Mm -hmm. That's a little intense for me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to go is outside like the my Hunger comfort Games, zone. Kinda? Yeah, it's that's There's some violence in there. It's violent? Yeah, it is. It's like really violent, though? It, it, yeah, they. I don't want to give anything away right. if, for those who haven't seen it. I haven't seen, seen it, it but yet, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to. It's pretty you know. intense All right. for me, anyway. <laughs> I, do like, I do like watching action movies. You like rom-coms? I do. Yeah, I do. I'm a junkie. I'll watch the Hallmark Channel. Do you watch the Hallmark Channel? <laughs> I always wondered who watches the Hallmark Channel. You. Well, it's mindless. Yeah, I mean, it just... I, I don't, and I, you I, know I, the endings. You know what's right. going to happen. <laughs> I'll see it on TV. You know, sometimes, um, you know, my, my mother-in-law will, will be watching it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the other room. I don't, I don't, understand, I don't understand this. I'm not, I'm not into this. So, um, so you grew up in Pennsylvania, you said? Yes. What's Pennsylvania like? I love Pennsylvania and I haven't, and we moved when I was 12. So the Amish lived there, right? Visit. The Amish are in a section of Pennsylvania. We were in, um, outside of Pittsburgh. So big Steelers fan still not doing well right now, Ooh. but yeah, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. We've always held on to those roots, all of our families there. So we go back and visit. Have you been to Amish land? Can you go there? I haven't been there. Cause like they, they have like places you can like buy stuff, right? Right. Yeah, I, I haven't been, but um, just it's beautiful country there. That's fascinating culture over there. Yeah. I wonder if they're they're not on phones, right? No. Like no cell phones, no, no, no not internet. Not at least no. unless they've changed. No social <laughs> media. Ways. No. None of yeah, them. Yeah, they, they may not see this. <laughs> they may not see this, but I would love to have one of them on. Um, maybe we'll do that. So you have siblings? I have a brother. You have a brother. Yeah, we're so 10, 10 months apart. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like me and my sister. Yeah, so kinda. we're close. Older, younger? He's younger. Younger. Yeah. Right on. I'm younger, too. Um, how do you think being the oldest has affected, like, I guess, your, your, your outcome in life? You know what I mean? Like, like the, the things that you're doing. He, my brother shaped me for sure. And even my profession, he has um, cerebral palsy. It is physical, not mental. So going through school, we always had challenges. There were always some kids that would kind of pick on him and I would come to his defense. Sure. So um, even when he was trying to go throughout school, there were, you know, some educators were trying to place limitations on what he could accomplish. And I watched my parents advocate for him. And that really, I think, shaped me to advocate for others. And early on in life, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. And that, that was the very first case I had coming out of law school was defending him. He was trying to get into a graduate program, and he tests a little different on the standardized tests. So he, he wasn't meeting their level for the scores, and they didn't want to accept him. And we fought that and won, and he graduated in the top of his class. What? Yeah. I mean, really, That's you know, awesome. he's a phenomenal person and someone that I absolutely admire and look up to. 
So what does he do for work? And he he uh, handles social media. <laughs> yeah, does a, does a lot. Works for a media company and just very articulate. You know, really just really good guy. Very very cool. What's his name? Yeah. David. David. Sweet deal. He lives in yeah. Pennsylvania still. No, they uh, they moved over here uh, so they could be near the grandchild. And, right uh, on. Yeah, and he's that's he's an that's uncle. So funny. So, yeah. I moved my whole family over here too. My mom, dad, sister. After yeah. the hurricane, I don't know if they appreciated that, but <laughs> but we're getting through. Same. <laughs> yeah, it's a change, a big change in environment. Right on. So you like music? Love music. <clears throat> what are you into? I'm an 80s girl. Yeah? Yeah, I grew up in the 80s, so anything 80s I love. Yeah, I like the 80s. I like the 90s, too. I've been I've been on an alternative 90s rock kick lately. Uh-huh. So that's been, that's been kind of fun, like, you know, Third Eye Blind and... Okay. Now I don't know Lit. what it's called, but a friend's turning me on to that singing, like where you can just, you sing in that beautiful voice and then all of a sudden you go to that other level, like that shrieking kind of level, which fascinates me. I think I, it's called a vocal fry Wow, where they're like, what? that's amazing. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's definitely a technique so that you don't blow your voice out, uh, but I don't, I don't have the patience, you know, to learn how to vocal fry. Uh, it's definitely, definitely hard on your voice. Um, what's one of the first bands you saw live? Oh, that was Madonna. You saw Madonna? Yeah. Wow. Back when? in the day. Back in the yeah, day yeah. At, the, <laughs> at, the, at the Apex. Yes. What yeah, was that, that was like? Def- that was definitely, that was pretty cool. That's like watching Michael Jackson at, and at the And that's when she was all controversial, so, you know, giving everybody fits was it like when the, she was performing. Um, what, uh, what, what song was that? Some, uh, Justify My Love and, and that, that album? It was, uh, well, she was doing Like a Virgin that, you know, like it was way back in the beginning. Oh, well, this is very beginning. Yeah, very beginning. Yeah, that's that, cool. It was fun, though. It was a good concert. Where, in, in Pennsylvania? Yeah, that was in Pennsylvania. Oh, man. Was it like yeah. mayhem? It was. It was. How old were you? Oh, I was young. That, I think I was in like seventh grade when I did it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they took you to it? Was it like, was like, it was super sexual and stuff? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a little intense. <laughs> was it awkward for your parents? Yes. I bet. I bet. You ever, you ever watch a movie with your parents and you didn't, you don't know oh. that a sex scene is about, about to pop in all oh, of yeah. a sudden it's, there's a sex scene and you're all like, <sighs> doesn't matter what age you are either. Well, I know, right? It's, it's just awkward. awkward. It's just like. And we, uh, y'all cool if we forward this? Yeah. We're just going to forward this, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I've been oh, there. Oh, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Oof. Cringe. Um, so before you, be, you did lawyer work, obviously. Did you do anything else before that? No. I Really? Yeah. It was, was always focused, lawyer work. You never like, never like sandwich maker at Subway or anything oh, like that? Oh, I did that? do that. You did? Yeah, I did. You I worked started, at Subway? I was at, I worked at TCBY. <laughs> Oh, right on. I was, I'm Subway, Subway, um, alumni. Um, I made, I made sandwiches. I've also had 70 jobs. Wow. What was one of the scariest things you've ever done? Scariest things. I think the first, very first time I had to present an argument to the court of appeal in Louisiana. That was scary. (laughs) Oh, wow. Tell me about it. How did it go? It's because, you know, that's a different environment from the district court. It's, you know, just like you picture with when you see the Supreme Court of Louisiana or the United States Supreme Court, same thing on the Court of Appeal. So you've mm-hmm. got a panel of judges, obviously very intelligent people in your profession. You want to make sure that you're presenting well. There's one thing about law school is it's all theory. So when you get out, you don't you do not know how to practice law. You have to learn all the practical aspects from someone that you're working with and even the support staff. 
will know more than you do. Oh yeah. So that very first time that you get up before the judges and you know, you go through in your mind what you did in law school when they have you do an oral argument, it's all different. (laughs) I bet. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like film production too. Um, Jeffrey, who's, who's one of my editors, I, I got him from Loyola and he didn't know anything. I'm like, what are they teaching you over there? You know, so, but it was, uh, you know, but yeah, you, you, you learn, I guess the fundamentals or whatever. And then exactly the real life. Uh, so you got involved in a court of appeal for what? Yeah, that was, um, the breast implant litigation. And I was fortunate enough. It, it was a smaller part of the argument, but you know, my, the, the attorneys I work against with had enough the, uh, against the, I guess the, the breast implant manufacturers. Got it. Yeah. So we, you know, they, they allowed me to make that argument, which was very special. You know, that I'll always remember that, you know, cause that was, did your voice quiver? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> did they knew, did, they knew it, it, was, it was your first time <laughs> yeah. and they're not, were they all like, no, it's okay. It's going to, they're just like, they were awesome. No, they, they were. The and, judges and were cool. The, yeah. The judges were cool. They knew it was my first time. They didn't rake me over the clothes. That's it, good. Yeah, it was That's awesome. Good. There yeah. was not just one person there that was just like, Oh no. Speak up. No, they were, they were super. That's they were good. really nice. <laughs> I think it's I harder wish. now actually. Than it was then. Right. I wish. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they know. <laughs> yeah. Counselor. Yes. Did they call you counselor? Oh yes. I love it. I love that. I love, I love the whole lawyer talk. My name lends to being called out at times. Um, since it's to sue. Uh, oh, they call you by last name. Yeah. Sometimes they'll call you by last name or counselor and it's, but they all like in law school, I always got called on. Because everyone's like, oh, DeSue. You know? Yeah, DeSue's nice. It's fun. It's fun to say. DeSue. Yeah. Take two, DeSue. Um, and DeSue, you know, because we're going to DeSue you. Exactly. Right. right. I just, I'm just now putting that together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite book? I'm very sad to say I haven't done a lot of reading lately um, with everything going on. But um, I know this is kind of goofy, but back in the day, I... The Good Earth was always one of my favorite books. Don't ask me why. The Good I, Earth. Yeah, Tell me about it. When I was it. growing up. And I, don't, I don't know if I know it. It's, it's set in China. And it's, I don't know why that kind of caught my attention or, or fascinated me. But I, that's a book I've read over and over again. And it was just about this man who, you know, was just trying to provide for his family and owning land was very important to him. Mm-hmm. And it's just his, his struggles, his life struggles. And I, I don't know why I always enjoyed that. Book. Have you been to China? I have not. Do you want to go to China? I, that wouldn't be my, my first choice probably. <clears throat> What's We're your first choice? An Italian heritage. So I would probably go to Italy first. Have I've you, always wanted you haven't to been to Italy? That. I haven't been yet. <sighs> I, I really went to Rome to three years ago. Oh. Life-changing. Yeah, it's I amazing. Would, I would love to do that. That was so good. We walked like crazy. The food. Oh man, the architecture, the everything. I that I would enjoy. Yeah. One of these days when the little one's older. Just plan it. Just do (laughs) it. Just go. Take them with you. Yeah. Well, that's true too. Take them with you. Yeah. We used to. Um. Me and my sister grew up in Europe because my dad was in the military. So. Oh wow. So we moved around all the time, but you know when we. My mother was in Germany. Her father was in the military, so she spent time over there. Right on. Yeah. I I was born in Nuremberg, so. Oh. Fantastic. Born in Nuremberg, Germany. My uh, hospital isn't in, in existence anymore. It was an army hospital. So oh wow! Once uh, you know, once the army bases started to close up, then oh they, that's fascinating. I think they turned it into an apartment complex <gasps> where my cousin lives. I think <laughs> my, I think my cousin lives in that same <laughs> in that same area. I wonder where on you know where on the earth it was. Like I was born. 
right over there in that corner. <laughs> um, very cool. So what do you like to eat? Because I know this is, you know, New Orleans is a, is a cool spot. Oh, yeah. What's the, uh, what's the spots around here that you like to go to? I, you're right. Like any, in New Orleans, you can't go wrong. Um, you know, some of the places we've, we've lost now, unfortunately, but I, I mean, I literally like, I will eat anywhere. <laughs> On Fridays, I love going over to R&O's. I love their shrimp. Yeah. That's one of the, my The favorites. shrimp remoulade, Ram, yeah. ramoulade, ramoulade. Anything, there's shrimp po' boys. Right. Yeah, the Ramalad's great. They have <clears throat> even have good pizzas. Um, pizza Delicious is awesome. Yeah, Pizza Delicious is good. I like Superior Seafood. Oh, Superior Seafood's good, too. That's my spot. I like, I, there's probably a restaurant, not a restaurant I don't like. Delmonico's <laughs> is real good, too. Delmonico's is good. Mm, getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Are you a religious person? I am. Yeah? What What do you practice? I am Catholic. You are Catholic. Yes. What 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 um what church you go to? Uh, St. Francis Xavier. That's where my son goes to school. Oh, cool. Have you always been Catholic? Yes. What um do you like the service? <laughs> it depends. Like every now and then it does get a little mundane. Um the choir to me always spices things up. Right. I love the choirs. Yeah, I I I feel like, you know, um I I used, I went to a gospel church once and I'm like this is this is how you should be celebrating. Yeah. This is how you should be doing it. Yeah, you just you walk out super energized. I love that. What too. if the Catholic Church brought gospel into into the fold? I would be all for it. Like why 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 can't they do that? Why have why just you know keep you know keep the same traditions and stuff? But like I mean, just spice it up, like modernize it a little bit. What's up, Pope? I What's would up, be up Pope? for that too. Do it. Like what? It's so boring. It is so boring. Sometimes it does. It, it gets a little mundane. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, oh, I, I, I didn't. This is not a way I can even worship. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I grew up, I guess I grew up Catholic, but not really like we didn't go to church every Sunday. You know, I guess so I'm, I'm Catholic because I'm Catholic, not not because I, I made that is a decision. good way to decompress, though, and reflect like that's church, one yeah. thing I use too to de-stress because it's just that time to focus on yourself that's a little true. bit. That's true. That does the help. mindfulness, yes. the, 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 the quietness. That's yeah. not a thing. Yeah, Sometimes it's welcomed. <laughs> that is true. I'm actually reading a book right now. It's called uh, Meditation. It's not what you think. Mm. And it's all about like mindfulness and, you know, not really trying to take meditation so you know so so literally you know what I mean like I think people based on this book he's saying that people take it way too serious and like they're trying to perfect the meditation and he's like it's not about, yeah, that. Not about that you know what yeah. I mean like it, it's it's about understanding that your brain is just going to keep going you know what I mean and and coming back to the breath and allowing your brain to do whatever it does and doing it consistently enough so that you're like in the moment. That you know sounds I mean? like something, <laughs> a book I should definitely read. Oh man, it's fan. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. It's, it's really t teaching me about how to sort of be in the moment. And I'm the kind of person that's like, you know, if I take something off my plate, I'm putting something else on it. You right. know what I mean? And right. I'm like, my mantra is now like, I don't have to put, something on my plate to fill up the time. That's good. You know what I mean? Like, cause I always feel like I'm guilt. If I take some time off, I feel guilty because I'm not working. You know what I mean? And that's I, insane. Yep. I do the same thing. Absolutely. And then I don't know what to do with myself when I have the spare time. Right. And the thing is part of this book, you know, part of the meditation process is, you know, in the, in those times, like under 
put the phone away, put the computer away, mm. be present, you know, with the family, be present, you know. And that was something that I, I wanted to like slow down to, you know, because like my, my, my daughter's two and a half. That's and she's talking age. now. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. And she's yeah. talking now and stuff. And I'm like, what? Two, two years went by quick. You know what I mean? Oh, but I'm does. like building my business. I'm like, and that's all I'm focused on. And I'm like, I can't, I got to step away. You know what I mean? And yeah. really understand that. Like I've got to start doing that. You know, things that have helped is bringing on some more help with Absolutely. my team. You know what I mean? Um, and, and qualified people. Cause I was, I was also hiring people back in the day on like the cheap yeah. And that wasn't, you know, that wasn't helping. I was right. at that point, I was spending more time trying to like develop them, which is okay. I mean, you should definitely have people that you want to develop, you know oh. what I mean? But then you need to have the, the the people that know what they're doing so that you can just, here you go, please help me. Absolutely. When you have someone like that, you don't want to let them go. Right. It's so hard to find. <laughs> it's extremely hard to find. But you'll appreciate those years. Those are the best years. Oh like man. Watching her grow at that age. It's fantastic. Yeah. I spent I spent all day um because I gave my I gave my wife a, a break. I said, look, go to the Royal Sinesta. She oh. took two days. Just <laughs> like because awesome. I've been out, you know, I've been out of town, you know, so I get my breaks. You know what I mean? I'm like, just you know, but she also feels guilty when she's right. not, you know, if she's doing something for herself, she feels guilty. Yeah. So we both have to like sort of, you know, talk to each other about, hey, it's okay. Like you do not have to put everything on your plate. You do not have to say yes to everybody. Right. You do not have to do that. You know what I mean? And 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 take your that daughter time will for appreciate you. that time. Like that's the bonding time for right. you too as well. Like she'll never forget those moments. Right. And yeah. I want to have more of those moments. I yeah. want to have more of those moments, you know? So. It is. It's totally worth it. And then when, so when they get to the teenage years, it's hopefully a little right. better. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they, I'm sure the teenagers are just going to, you know, do their I'm own getting thing. ready to hit that and I'm terrified. Like I'm watching what my clients go through and it's rough, man. Oh. <laughs> it's hard out there. These I days. remember what I was like as a teenager. Yeah. <sighs> If and she's that's anything nothing like me, man. like compared to what they get into now. Oh my God. What, what, what do you mean? Like with the, with the pod, pod, Tide Pod challenges There's, and stuff like that? Everything's on the internet now. They know everything. They know way more than they should before their age. You know, like mm. it's just, you have to watch everything they do. There's vaping now that are just causing all kinds of problems. It's not just the simple, you know. But I feel like we've always had those problems. Not if it wasn't vaping, it was huffing paint it was eating paint chips it was you know what i mean like i think there was always some shenanigans that teenagers were were, were always going to get into in some capacity or another you know it's true it just i don't know and maybe maybe i didn't notice it as much growing up but it just seems like there's more mood altering things now with teenagers that you have to be so concerned about that i we just have a lot more teens that need help are in therapy and it just, I don't know. It, it's concerning to me. Do we, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like because we have a magnifying glass on everything and a spotlight on everything that we're more aware of things that are happening rather than back in the eighties and, 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 and before when things weren't really talked about, you know what I mean? That were still happening in the, you know, in the darkness 
Right. We're just now seeing it because now everything's being illuminated. Right. And that's definitely true. And every kid's ADHD now, you know, now right. they diagnose it. Like, right. You know, and, but I'm, I'm just watching and, and I know I'm in a, a vacuum because I'm seeing the, the worst cases for the most part. You know, if you get in a yeah. high conflict custody case, then normally there's going to be issues trying to get the children through that as well. So I see some extreme things. Right. But it just, as you're watching your child getting ready to go through all of that, it is because of hormones and yeah, oh, and, and just <laughs> just oh, awkwardness and you know yep. puberty and the whole nine. I mean, that's just God. That was not a fun time. Well, the other dynamic that's interesting here is going to high school and in unisex schools. That's fascinating to me because it makes the interaction you didn't go harder. to you went to we went i went to a co-ed school yeah i always you know? went to a co-ed like, school I yeah go totally. to an all boy or all girl yeah school. i don't think that that's a, a, i think i'm gonna put my my daughter through that's just not natural no it's very it's difficult. not natural and i don't understand why they do that i guess I the catholic it's that catholic you know ingrained culture here in new orleans that they feel like they need to do that but i, I feel like that makes people that's a lot crazy of social, well and so they all end up you know, they go to the football games and that's their time to interact and see right. each other. And yeah, I mean, it, it's totally different from what I'm used to growing up. Totally. Totally. I know we went to, you know, military school. So it, oh. it was, and even, oh man, military school is hardcore because you got to understand there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uneducated people join the military, right? I mean, you have your, you know, you have your lieutenants and people that go to, 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 to school and then join the military. Right. To, you know, to, to be the leaders, you know what I mean? But like a lot of these people that are coming out of high school that don't have any other options, they're going into the military, you know what I mean? And so a lot of these, I remember in, in Germany, all of these, um, all of our commercials on AFN was that armed forces network. It wasn't like for, uh, products. It was to teach these army, these 18 year olds, what they need to be doing. So one oh. of the commercials was, um, don't shop when you're hungry. No, no, no. And it was like, it was a whole thing. It was like how to teach them how to like go shopping. Don't, but don't shop when you're hungry because you're going to wow, buy the entire store. Right. You know oh what I mean? Gosh. Or like, it was like, um, one of the, when you're, when you're PCSing to another location, you need to have a sponsor there, you know? And so it's just like, you know, GI just like, what am I doing? It's like, the voice of God's like, you should have had a sponsor. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I should have had a sponsor. You know, it's it is so ridiculous thinking about, you know, thinking about it now. But like, so some of the kids that I went to school with were also raised by, you know, people that really didn't have the education. Right. And so that was, but there was a mix, right? Because you had, because you had general kid, you know, right. kids that were, you know, uh, the general's kids there, you had lieutenant's kids, you had the, you know, the, the, the E4s and the, the private's kids there, okay. you know, going all, going all to the school together. So it was just it was a, a huge mix of, you know, education and, 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 um, yeah, like, and the, um, the amount of like the races were everything, you know, from Hispanic to right. black to native American white, you know, so I moved to the South in 95, right to augusta georgia oh, wow. specifically harlem um which is like in the i'll tell people i'm like hey i graduated from harlem they're like that's cool i'm like harlem georgia <laughs> um harlem georgia if you know the um do you know laurel and hardy you remember those guys oh yeah yeah the the, the, the black and white um uh, couple that do fun stuff so the fat guy 
uh, Oliver Hardy, he was born in Harlem. Okay, so that's wow. their claim to fame. And so yeah. every year they would do the Oliver Hardy Festival and everybody would dress up in little top hats and that's stuff. Cute. Yeah. That's cute. It, yeah. it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, but what I realized, in, and this is 95, okay. when I first moved, I was 15, right? Oh, okay. And I, you know, all you hear about when you, when you live over there overseas was like how violent the United States was, like all the gangs that, that was huge at the time, like the wow. bloods, the crips, all of that. Right. And so I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm moving there. I'm going to have to join a gang. And I'm going to have like, I like <laughs> mentally prepared myself to like join like a, a Latin gang. Wow. I thought I was going to have to like get, get in. And then I moved there, get to Harlem, Georgia, go to school. And it wasn't, it was country bumpkinville, okay. number one. But was crazy to me was that like the, the, the segregation, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't said, but like the, the whites would hang out the whites and the blacks would hang out the blacks. And it was like, huh. it was so strange to like see that coming from, Coming from Europe where it's, that's not a thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but in. in and you're in the 90s. Yeah, and you're in the <laughs> 90s and you were seeing that. I was like, dude, this is wild. Yeah. And two years prior to us going to that school, um, there was a shooting. So we were having to go through like metal detectors to go to school and stuff. Oh, wow. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> it was so strange. But. Oh, that's culture. Shock. All, yeah, all that. Yeah, all that to say, you know, I feel like the, the, the the obstacles and the challenges that we have nowadays are the same. They're different because we have different things that are challenging us. But I, you know, the human experience I feel like is the, has been the same since, you know, since the beginning of time, you know, with hormones and things like existed. that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm on a crusade to like, to end the divisiveness of what, of, of, of what the United States has, has become because everybody wants to just be like, you're left, you're right. That's it. And be like, what the hell? That's not it. Like right. we all have, I have left leaning ish uh, thoughts and I have right leaning thoughts. I have, I, life is more nuanced than black and white. Yes. You know what I mean? That's I just what it is. That. And I feel like there's more of that going on in the United States than the the far left and the far right. I just feel like you hear more about the far left and far right because of, of the conflict. You know that, what I mean? You're right. That and is conflict, the narrative in the media. Yeah. And, and conflict is what people want to see. You know what right. I mean? That's why you go to the movies. It's about conflict. If you saw a movie where everything was going right, you'd be like, all right. Last question, and um, I'll let you get out of here. What would you recommend um, or what advice you would give somebody that wants to get into family law? If they're thinking about it, definitely in college, take some psychology, sociology courses, hu study human behavior. That is a lot of what we do as an attorney in general and in family law. It'll definitely serve you well. And try to find a mentor. That's, uh, you know, a lot of times people go out on their own, but having that collaboration is a large part of what we do in the law. And mm. that's how you learn the practicality of how you're going to practice and really the type of lawyer that you're going to become. So mentoring is, you know, I had some really great mentors that have really shaped the way that I practice and approach my colleagues even. And that's really important. I think we've gotten too much away from that in the law now. Um, you know, some of the younger generations, we've lost that 
the respect for one another. And we really need to get that back. Not everything has to be adversarial mm. and family law is one of those areas. If you can eliminate the conflict, you're going to make everyone's lives better as you go through the process. Very cool. Are you mentoring somebody now? I am. Very cool. Yeah. I love to, anytime you can do that, it's just a benefit to everyone in the profession. Yeah. Moving forward. Very cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Christine DeSue, tell them where they can find you. I, you can find me on uh, my website, www.desulaw.com, and I'm located at 3445 North Causeway in Metairie. Sweet deal. All right. Thank you guys for watching. You know where you can find us, Spotify, Apple, and of course, to watch it, YouTube. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you all on the next one.